friends, welcome back to episode 26 of the Love Your People Well podcast. We are talking about a, oh gosh, a big topic today, a difficult topic, but a super wonderful topic. We are going to talk about how to handle the conviction of the Holy Spirit. If you've been a Christian for any length of time, number one, I mean, you have the Holy Spirit living in in you. And can we just pause and say how how incredible that is? We will talk about that more in this episode, but we can never overlook the incredible power of the fact that God lives in us. And you know what, my friend, he is not sleeping on the job. He notices every sin in our thoughts and our words and our actions, and he is faithful to convict us of that, to point it out, to let us know so that we can do something about it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how to hear the still small voice of the Lord, what to do when we experience that conviction. Do we get bogged down in guilt and shame and regret? Or do we confess and repent and accept the Lord's grace and move forward in a productive way? We're going to talk about how to think it through, how to handle our emotions. And I'm going to share a very recent, uh, really, I would say current experience that I'm having of, um, of hearing the conviction of the Holy Spirit and needing to respond to it. So um, that's, that's so helpful for us to talk about as Christians. Um, I know I've talked about that, uh, especially in, in episode two of this podcast, where I shared some of my story. It's so powerful when we share our experiences with each other, but it's awkward and it requires vulnerability. And sometimes it's difficult to put our emotions and our experiences into words. And so I'm going to try to do that today as an example and um, hopefully an encouragement to you about how I have recently heard the conviction of the spirit and what I am doing about it. But I know you've had your own experiences with the Lord in regards to how he has convicted you. And so I hope that this episode will be helpful, but also encouraging, that it will draw us closer to love God well, and to see how when we have that right relationship with him, that flows out into a healthy personal wellness for ourselves and impacts our relationships, our family relationships, our friendships, our church relationships. It all flows from this intimacy that we have with the Lord. So my friend, I hope you are excited about this topic. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Before we start uh, really opening the door, or maybe the book, the, the holy book, <laughs> and start thinking about the conviction of the Holy Spirit, I want us to um, pause just for a moment so that I can invite you, as, you know, it's the start of the school year, <laughs> life is about to get real crazy if it hasn't already in your home, I want to invite you to be intentional 
about this upcoming school year, about this fall season. See, in the counseling room, uh, things kind of drop off in the summer. Like, you know, it's, it's sunny and we're on vacation and people just are not initiating counseling very often. But when the school year starts, two or three weeks later, there's often a huge rush of people trying to get in the door for counseling. And I don't think that's because like all of a sudden these problems have arisen. It's because our routine changes and issues that we might have been able to overlook or um, justify to ourselves suddenly feel a lot more important. We start to notice them in a big and powerful way. And so I want to invite you to be intentional this season with your family, with your husband, with your kids. And I would encourage you, if you want to be intentional about those relationships and not just figure out a routine that gets everyone from point A to point B to point C, and yeah, maybe you feed them dinner in between, but you actually want to have not only a successful school year, but successful relationships, depth and intimacy and closeness, I would invite you to sign up for the five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy. The Relationship Reset free five-day email course. With these simple five tools, it's no more than 10 minutes a day with this email course, and you will walk away with these five tools, these five new skills that will help you to be intentional with your family. So you can see the link there in the show notes. If you want to have a successful school year that includes deep relationships with your people, then I would encourage you to sign up, which you can do right now. All right, friend, let's shift gears and dive into our conversation about the Holy Spirit. And um, I know this is a spiritual issue. I do want to remind you, of course, of my usual disclaimer. I'm a licensed therapist, but this podcast is not therapy. There's a link in the show notes um, if you're thinking about counseling that might help you think through that process. And when we think about today's topic, as we're talking about the conviction of the Holy Spirit, that conviction is something that brings some people through the counseling door, that when the Holy Spirit convicts us of things, sometimes those are deep and rough and vulnerable and difficult. And so many people do come into counseling to wrestle with and problem solve and figure out how to manage a conviction that they've experienced from the Lord. Of course, not everyone needs that um, to deal with the conviction that the Holy Spirit brings, but it can be a wide spectrum, friends. It can be as simple as the Lord I'm tapping you on the shoulder and you realize, wow, I should not have said that to my husband. I should not have yelled at my kids. You can apologize, confess, and move on. It can be quick. Or sometimes it can be deep and require a fair amount of prayer and wrestling and processing and problem solving and wisdom to move away from not just the feeling of conviction, the experience of that, but whatever sin it is, whatever issue it is that brought the conviction in the first place. So whatever your experience has been with the conviction of the Holy Spirit, please know that that it's normal, that the Holy Spirit is there to tap us for what might seem like really small sins. The closer we are with the Lord, the more aware we are going to be of those seemingly small, ordinary, everyday sins in our life, in our heart, our thoughts, our words. 
and the Holy Spirit is there to whack us over the head when we need it because we've gotten stuck in a pattern of sin that might be very deep and very painful. So whatever your experience is, you are not alone, my friend, and the Holy Spirit's conviction is grace. If he did not convict us, I don't I don't even want to think about where I would be without the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I would certainly be engaging in some thought processes and some relationships and some interactions that are simply not healthy or holy, that simply do not bless me and my people. And so I'm thankful for the conviction of the Holy Spirit, but it's not easy. And I mentioned in the introduction that I'm going to share some of my recent personal experience of being convicted by the Holy Spirit, but I don't want to start there, friends. I want us to start by getting on the same page and understanding why is it that the Holy Spirit does this convicting? Is that really something that the Bible tells us we should expect? Because I think sometimes when we become Christians, we think now everything's going to be easy. Now it's going to be roses and champagne and financial blessings and happiness and everything's going to be great. Well, everything's going to be great because we have Jesus and the peace he gives us even when we have trouble in the world, even when we give in to temptation and we sin. And part of the goodness of the Lord is that he lets us know when that's happening so that we can turn around and come back to him. And the scriptures tell us a lot about the Holy Spirit. But if we look, particularly right now, I'm looking at John chapter 16. Jesus is telling his disciples about how God is going to send, the Father is going to send the Advocate the Holy Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit is coming to do, this is in chapter 16, verse 8, he's coming to prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. And we see also in this chapter that he is the spirit of truth, and that part of his job is to guide Christians to know Jesus better, to remember what Jesus said, to make sense of it, to understand it. We see that echoed in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. The Holy Spirit convicts us because we are sinners, and when we live or act in a way that is against God's word, God's righteousness, we need to know that so that we can change direction. And so that is a big part of the Holy Spirit's job in our life. And when we experience that conviction, let's talk about how we hear that. So we know that that's part of the Holy Spirit's job. (laughs) If, uh, If we have the Holy Spirit, he will be convicting us at some point. And typically, The closer our relationship is with the Lord, the more intimate we are with Jesus, with the Bible, the better and better that we know God's voice and his word, the more likely it is that we will actually experience greater frequency of conviction from the Holy Spirit. Because like I mentioned before about about this being on a spectrum, sometimes the conviction is something really deep and really big, and it's going to take a lot of grace and miracle and healing for us to move past whatever sin or pattern or issue that is. But sometimes that conviction is about things that that feel really small and simple. 
sometimes I will apologize to my husband for something because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit has told me, uh, Jessica, your intention behind that comment was not holy. It was selfish or it was impatient. Even though Kelly, my husband, he didn't know that. My tone of voice was fine. My facial expressions were fine. And so sometimes I will come to him and I will apologize and he'll say, oh, okay. Like I, I was not offended. I didn't realize it. It's helpful still to apologize to him because I want us to have spiritual intimacy. I want him to know who I am. Um, I want him to know what the Lord is doing in my life. And also because the Holy Spirit tells us, scripture tells us that we should confess, we should apologize, we should pursue forgiveness and reconciliation. Just because he doesn't realize that there was sin in my heart in that conversation, the reality is there was sin in my heart in those conversations. And therefore, reconciliation is necessary. And so sometimes it's it's what might seem like a really small moment like that. But the closer we are with the Lord, the more we are going to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit prompting us to see our sin, to acknowledge our sin, and to do something about it. So how do we hear his voice? <laughs> a big part of that comes down to our, our spiritual disciplines. We're not going to recognize the Lord's voice if we don't spend time in his word. Because it will never be the Holy Spirit talking to you if what he's saying goes against scripture. That is is very clear from God that that's not how he operates. He doesn't change. He doesn't uh, go with the times and and get on board with whatever the moment is of our culture or our times or our world. God is consistent and faithful and unchanging. And so what he tells us today, the conviction that he may lay on us, is always going to line up with his word in scripture. And so the more time that we are spending in the word, the more time that we are spending seeking to understand the word, seeking to know God, to have depth in that relationship, the more that we're praying and asking him our questions and laying our petitions before him and sharing our thanksgivings and praises with him, the more that we are doing that, the louder his voice is going to be. And I don't mean loudness, like you're going to hear it and his voice is very deep and soothing. You're, I mean, you may. I, I know that there are people who have audibly heard the voice of God, but for the average Christian today, we hear the voice of God through a prompting in our spirit that our heart is burdened by something or um, a certain scripture verse will come to mind at just the right moment when we haven't have had any logical reason to think about it or someone will say something to us that just hits home in kind of that gut level way. And that's not to say that every time we have a gut reaction to something that is the Holy Spirit, but if it lines up with scripture and it's confirmed through prayer and through um, unity in the fellowship, unity with your husband, unity with trusted friends, things like that, then we can we can be more and more confident that that is the Holy Spirit speaking to us, especially if it's convicting us of sin, if it is a voice, if it's an awareness that is condemning us, that's telling us, ooh, Jessica, you just had a really selfish inclination behind that thing that you just said to your husband. 
you are there for a horrible wife. You are, you, maybe you're not really a Christian. Maybe, you know, if these condemnation thoughts start coming into our mind, my friend, that is not the conviction of the Holy Spirit because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What that sounds like is a gentle prompting, a gentle voice pointing it out to us, helping us to see what we did, why we did it. And then as we engage with that in prayer, we can figure out what do I need to do about it. So I want us to always be very clear on that, that condemnation is never from the Lord. Because if you are in Christ, you're justified. You have been made right because he took care of it. It is finished. But we do experience conviction from the Holy Spirit. So that will not lead us to guilt. It will not lead us to shame. It will not lead us to negative thoughts and conclusions about who we are or our identity. No, my friend, your identity does not change when you are convicted by the Holy Spirit. So we need to be clear about pressing into our relationship with the Lord so that when we do hear that voice, that gentle prompting, we can compare it against what we know to be true of the Lord and we can respond accordingly. Now, that's not to say those emotions don't come up that sometimes we feel guilty, we feel regret, we feel shame, but it, that's something we just take back to the Lord. We lay it at the cross, we acknowledge the emotion, and we say, Jesus, help me, because I want to respond rightly to your conviction. I don't want to walk away from this with a false sense of condemnation. So those are some realities for us about why the Holy Spirit convicts us, how we hear that from the Holy Spirit, and how we respond. We respond by confessing to God and to the other person. Um, usually there's a person involved, or we go to someone and confess simply to get it out of our mind, off of our heart, and into the fellowship of believers. So we confess, and then we repent, which means we turn around. We were thinking this thought or engaging in this pattern of behavior, and now we're going to stop and we're going to do something different so that we have a different result, so that we have a holier and healthier result. And that's where I want to share a recent experience that I have had of being convicted by the Holy Spirit. Because I, you know, it's one of those things that's been kind of rattling around in my head for a few weeks. And I've, uh, I, what I would say would have said is that, oh, I don't have time to really like sit down and think about that and process that. Life is busy. I've got the kids. I've got the podcast, I, you know, all the things, blah, blah, blah. Those things are all true, but that's really just an excuse. So this thought has been rattling around in my brain and the Lord has really pointed it out to me in the last couple days to say, Jessica, you are not engaging in deep, purposeful prayer time with me. And he is right. And that is a conviction of the Holy Spirit because I want to have a close relationship with the Lord. And I am reading his word every day. Um, a few episodes back, I, I shared about my husband and my um, our devotional time together every night right before bed. We're both reading the one year Bible um, in the New Living Translation. And then there's a companion book we're reading that has kind of a devotional about applying that passage from the day to our children, and we pray for our children. So I am reading God's word every day, and I talk to God throughout the day. 
Um, especially, you know, those little moments to say, oh, Lord, give me patience. <laughs> oh, Lord, you know, uh, let my husband's long drive out of town be safe and smooth and enjoyable. You know, there's, there's conversation with the Lord throughout the day. And so I think it was easy for me to then think, okay, I'm good. But the reality is the summer has been different for us. And I have been very inconsistent with purposefully sitting down with my prayer list, with scripture in front of me to intentionally pray and talk with God. And that's something that normally I'm, I'm pretty consistent with and I enjoy it and I get a lot out of it. Um, but you know, life is busy. And so I wasn't really emotionally feeling the distance from that. And so I'm thankful that the Lord has pointed this out to me that, uh, yes, there are reasons why this has fallen by the wayside, but those reasons are just excuses. And the relationship he wants to have with me doesn't change just because my schedule got busy. My husband's home for summer. He's a teacher, you know, all of that is true and fine, but it does not mean God suddenly wants to have less of a relationship with me. So I heard this conviction from the Spirit over the last few nights. My husband actually has been out of town, and so there's a little more quiet in the evenings. And the Lord, as he always does, uses every opportunity. So what did I do when I realized that conviction what I like to do, this is not to say this is like from the Bible or something everyone has to do. Um, it is an, an activity that I will do sometimes with clients who are struggling. They're coming into counseling. They're struggling with conviction about something, but they don't really know how to change it. Um, what I like to do is pull out a piece of paper, and I'm praying throughout this time, um, and put whatever the issue is right in the middle of the page. So right in the middle of the page, um, you know, in this situation, I'm writing down lack of purposeful prayer time. But I, I do this with any, any sort of issue, especially if it's a big one, or I notice, wow, this has been a, a habit. It's been going on for a while. So I'm putting the problem, the sin, the issue right in the middle of the page. And then basically making a mind map from that. I draw little lines out around the page and jot down any reason I can think about, think of that helps me understand why it is that I've gotten to the position where this sin is a reality in my life. And I'm a very visual person. So if you want to hop over to Instagram, um, you can DM me or, you know, but follow me at love your people well. Um, and I'll be sharing some, some pictures of this throughout this week of kind of the visuals of like how I have been processing this and praying through this with the Lord. So I map that out of like, if this is the issue, what are all the different excuses or reasons, all the different things going on that have made this sin a reality for me? And typically they fall into the camp of spiritual issues, um, pride, complacency, uh, feeling comfortable, like I don't really have any big issues, so I don't need to pray, you know, that that thought process is there. So those spiritual issues wind up on there, as well as practical issues. And what I like to do is after I've thought through that and prayed through that, is to put a big star by one or two things that I can have an action plan and do something about. So that is most helpful if it's um, something that like, oh, if I change this one thing, it's going to connect to these five other things that have shown up on this map of this conviction. So what I have landed on for this particular season, this issue, is that I need to recommit to using my daily planner. 
And that, that might sound really disconnected for you. Like, how does a planner help you pray? But I have a planner and, you know, I'll have a link in the show notes because this planner is, well, number one, it's pretty. Let's be honest. I'm a lot more likely to use it because it's, it's attractive and it's, you know, it's, it's made for girls and, uh, and it's got lots of open space in it. They have a daily version and a weekly version. I use the weekly version, but it is, it's called the Hope Planner from Hope Fuel. Um, and they, there's a link in the show notes. It's purposefully designed to help you prioritize time with the Lord. It's got not only kind of the classic scheduler stuff, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the times throughout the day, what are you doing at different times? But it has prompts for who are you praying for? What devotional are you doing? What scripture are you meditating on or memorizing? It's got all these prompts built in. And I typically am, a, I love using planners. I like writing things down. I like being organized in that way. Um, that'll be a whole different podcast episode, how that benefits us and, us and helps us. But specifically to pull this back out and to be intentional. Come August, well, this, this episode's going to air. The very beginning of August, my husband is heading back to school. We're going to get back into more of a normal routine. And I want to be, I need to be intentional about that routine. And so I pulled out my planner. Like, I don't want to have an action plan. I'm like, great, I'll get to that next week. No, join me on Instagram. You will see some pictures of my hope planner mapping out not only what am I doing, which is helpful for me, but who am I praying for? Can I actually check off the box that I had, not just Bible study today, but devotional time, time talking with God about the Bible. And so I find this this particular planner really helpful to help me prioritize that and track that in the middle of all the other stuff that's going on. So I would, you know, check it out. The link is in the show notes. Um, but that that's how I process and handle the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Once I'm aware of it, and sometimes, sometimes that does take a lot longer than I wish that it did. But once I'm aware of it, I sit down while well, I... I confess it. And then I try to assess, try to pray through, process through all the different things that led to this situation, prioritize one or two of those things, and then make an action plan for what I'm going to do about it. And for this particular situation, my action plan is I'm pulling out my planner and I'm going to start using it. It's not just going to sit in my desk or on my desk covered by a bunch of other papers. No, I'm pulling it out. I've already started mapping out what August is going to look like. And I'm excited about that. So my friend, when the Lord is faithful to convict you of your sin, of your mistakes, don't walk away from that thinking, I'm a failure, or any other thought of condemnation. Our response just needs to be, Lord, I'm sorry. We confess it. Uh, we seek forgiveness and reconciliation with other people who might have been impacted. And ask the Lord to show you, what do I need to change? What effort can I make to come alongside the Holy Spirit, to walk more closely with you? And the Lord is faithful. It might take some time and some processing, but he knows where you're at today. And he knows what will help you move a step closer to him. So lay it out before him. Um, and again, you can see some of those visuals of what my processing looks like, what my planner looks like, you know, all the all the stuff. I want to be accountable. I want to be real. <laughs> That's all going to be on Instagram probably throughout the week at Love Your People Well. My friend, if this episode has been encouraging for you, helpful for you, 
I would ask you to leave a written review because that helps other women connect. If this was helpful for you, trust me, it'll be helpful for a lot of other Christian ladies. And you know what else? Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your stories and tag me at Love Your People Well. It helps spread the word. It helps normalize for people that the Holy Spirit is real and he is good and he will convict us of our sin so that we can grow more and more and more like Jesus. All right, friend, hugs and blessings. I'll talk to you soon.